Today's first reading reminds me of something which happened to me in my first year of priesthood. I was asked by some students of an ROTC department at a Catholic university to speak briefly at their military ball. Perhaps they asked me because I had received my commission from that university um, many years earlier, and maybe they wanted uh, an alum to lead the prayer, especially a newly ordained priest. And I don't remember exactly what I said that night, but I do remember the reaction afterwards. It seemed as if many of the people just simply ignored me. It seemed as if some were somehow offended by what I said. And I, remem I remember leaving dinner that evening feeling like a total stranger or an unwanted guest. In a way, it almost seemed as if I was used to simply check the block for their formal function. It seemed as if they thought that if a priest was there, it would justify whatever else was said or done later that night. In the first reading, Amos is thrown out of his own land because of his prophecies. The people refused to listen to the will of God and observe his commandments. They instead chose a life of sin instead of God's joy and love. And they were willing to listen to the prophets. They're willing to listen to the prophets as long as the words of the prophets did not judge their actions wrongly. They were willing to listen to the prophets as long as it was convenient for them. So when the Lord challenges his people through the words of Amos, the people asked him to leave the area. We hear in the first reading, off with you visionary, flee to the land of Judah, never again prophesy in Bethel, for it is the king's sanctuary and a royal temple. He became a stranger to them. He was simply an unwanted guest. He became an obstacle to their selfish desires and their hedonistic lifestyle. They wanted a prophet around because it was a way for them to justify their immoral conduct. And many prophets allowed that to happen. Many of the false prophets just simply let the people do whatever they wanted to do. They thought that the people thought that simply having the prophets in their midst meant that they were good people. But once the people were exposed to the truth through the words of Amos, they had to make a decision. The truth challenged them and it convicted them. Either they had to accept and follow the truth of God as conveyed by Amos, or they would reject it and get rid of Amos. That's exactly what they did. And this happens not just to Amos, but also to all the other prophets, at least the true prophets. And it happens to the apostles of Jesus as he sends them out as well. And he's warning them in today's gospel. He's warning them. Whatever place does not welcome you or listen to you, leave there and shake the dust off your feet and testimony against them. He's telling them this is going to happen and this is what you do when it does happen. And it's going to happen to us as well. 
we know that the word apostle comes from the Greek verb apostolo, which means to be sent forth, to be commissioned, to be sent out. And at the very end of Mass, the priest or the deacon of that, at that Mass will say, go forth, go forth. You're being commissioned, you're being sent forth, you're being sent out into the world to proclaim God's truth, just like the prophets and just like the apostles. We, too, are being asked to be instruments of God, the voice of God's truth in the world today. And just like in the time of Amos, just like in the time of the apostles, when people were living in a, in a sinful way, living a sinful lifestyle, when they heard the truth, the same thing will happen to people today. When they hear the truth, they will be confronted with a choice to make. Either they will acknowledge the truth and accept it and follow it, or it will become an obstacle to them. And they'll try to get rid of us. Sometimes when we speak the truth, we're going to feel like a stranger, even in the midst of family and friends. We're going to feel like an unwanted guest in their lives because we will pose a threat to their way of life. I've been speaking about this importance of being a prophet of God's truth for several weeks now, and, and still many people think that I'm mistaken. They think that they're not called to be a prophet in the world today. Many still think that being a prophet means being able to predict the future. But being a prophet means proclaiming God's truth in the world today, right now. And so many people will say, well, I'm just an ordinary person. It's an ordinary life, ordinary job. I'm just trying to get along. But if we are baptized, we remember that when we were baptized, we were baptized into those three munra, those three offices of Christ. Priest, prophet, and king. So by the virtue of your baptismal character, you have become a prophetic voice of God's truth in this world. Many people think, hey, I'm just trying to enjoy life right now and I don't want to stir up any commotion. But we hear Amos in the first reading say, I was no prophet. I was a shepherd and dresser of sycamores. He took care of animals and trees. He's an ordinary guy living an ordinary life, an ordinary person, but spoke extraordinary truth of God in his life. And the Council of Vatican II, the bishops, in several of their documents, write about the importance of the laity in, in exercising this prophetic office in the world today. The bishops writing 50, maybe 60 years ago now, but it's, it's more important than ever uh, now that we be that prophetic voice in the world. The bishop saying that you, the laity, have an incredible opportunity to proclaim truth to people who would not ordinarily encounter a priest or a religious sister or even a bishop. At the 11 o'clock mass at the Army Heritage and Education Center, the outdoor mass, Almost every week, almost every week, somebody who's a parishioner out there 
brings a visitor and they will introduce the visitor to them. Sometimes it's a fallen away Catholic. Sometimes it's a baptized Christian who's baptized into a, a different denomination. Sometimes it's somebody who, who may not even believe very much in God at all. And they're all being brought to that mass to encounter truth. And these people who are being brought to the mass, I would never encounter them in my ordinary life. I would never meet them. But these lay people, these faithful lay Catholics, just like you, encounter people in your circles of families, your friends, the people you work with, the people you socialize with. You can be that prophetic voice. John Paul II and Benedict XVI and Francis have all talked about something called the new evangelization. The new evangelization. And if this is the first time you've ever heard this term, it's, it's very sad. Because uh, Pope, bon Pope John Paul II, now St. John Paul II, uh, spoke uh, much on this. And so did Pope Benedict XVI, especially when he inaugurated the year of faith. And the new evangelization is basically stating that the world, even though many areas and many countries which seem to have Christian roots or a Christian identity are just being immersed, being overwhelmed by secular society. And so even people who think that they are Christian, even people who think they are a faithful Catholic, they need to be evangelized too. And what the popes have termed the new evangelization. It's no longer thinking of evangelization as being a, a, something that a task that missionaries have going off to these remote parts of the globe and to speak about God who's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit to people who've, who've never encountered that thought before, that faith before. No. The new evangelization teaches that that missionary effort has to begin here right now. And we're all part of it. We're all called to preach the gospel in a very unique way and style. And nobody here is excluded. Nobody. We do this through word and deed. We remember that the word of God is very powerful and it's described in the scriptures as a two-edged sword. The word of God has the power to create. God speaks the universe into being. God speaks and the universe exists. The word of God is very powerful. So it has the power to create and also has the power to recreate. And the word of God, Jesus Christ, made flesh, recreating human nature. It has the power to encourage us and to console us even in the most difficult and darkest times of life. And we don't have to be a Pentecostal preacher to be that prophetic voice. We look at people like Mother Teresa of Calcutta, a woman who, is, who was short in stature, very frail, very frail and old, and uh, spoke softly most of the time. But I tell you, when, when Mother Teresa spoke, the world listened. Leaders of this planet listened to this woman because she spoke with that prophetic voice of God. The same can be true with you. We don't have to have the, the exact chapter and verses of, of, of uh, sacred scripture memorized but we do need to be familiar with the word of God in order to be its prophet. So we're called to be that prophet of truth 
And it's not something which is easy to do in our world. And it's interesting, if you think about how much the world has changed, it really hasn't changed that much. Amos was told to get out of the king's sanctuary, a royal temple. He was being told that the word of God has no place in their secular government. That was said 2,500 years ago. And so many people tell us the same thing today. It's the same situation. Our world is telling us, and many people in, the, in government are telling us, it's okay for you to be a prophet, it's okay for you to preach, as long as it's in a safe environment where it's not going to impact anybody else, where you won't potentially offend anybody else. So you can be a prophet in your home with your doors and windows closed. Or you can be a prophet in church, but just don't uh, bring that outside your church or your home. That's what the world is telling us. As long as it doesn't bother anybody else, you can do it. But we remember the gospel, it's a two-edged sword, it's not a milkshake. And when we preach it, it's going to have real effect in those who hear it. They will be exposed to truth, sometimes for the very first time. And they will have to make a decision. We are called to proclaim that truth. Be that prophetic voice of God. Not on the world's terms. Not on the world's terms but according to the command of Jesus Christ to proclaim it to every creature and to the ends of the earth. Praise be Jesus Christ.